Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Brett. How are you? How's everything today? I, I am Tell me. amazingly fantastic. Amazingly fantastic. I'm, I'm taking a, I'm taking a page out of your out of your book. No okay. more. No more. I'm good. No more. I'm good. Yeah, no. it drives me crazy when I ask people, I "How are you? Good and you?" There's days when I just want to use the term "good" to drive you crazy. I just right. come to the it office works. thinking, "How it can works. I make Jeff crazy?" So I just do that. Thing is, you can only make me crazy for like a second because then I. Oh, you're so cool. Yeah, you're so cool and calm. (laughs) That's right. That's how. That's why we work well together. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am more mercurial, Mm. perhaps. It's a yin yang. We have a. Well, I I I was looking at the dictionary before I got here. Thesaurus dictionary. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a question for me today? I, uh, no, you don't. No, don't don't make make one up. Don't make one up on the fly. It's not going to. Dusk or dawn. (laughs) <laughs> you know me. I know you're a du- you're, you're a, a dawn, dawn guy. I'm a dawn guy. He's a dawn guy. Although although dusk is a nice time too. Yeah, I do love dusk in Miami. Like we have Miami, we have the most beautiful sunsets. Our sunsets and the skies at certain times of the year, it's just amazing. I will say though oh. that dawn this time of year and getting into the winter, the hues and the colors are amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're beautiful. Today, this morning, I swam and the sky was black yeah. threatening rain yep. but there was a gorgeous rainbow across the black sky it was really it was I saw that beautiful. sky I was on land running did while you, you were it? in the water swimming so and I got rained on we're connected but I did see if you look further out over the water there was a clearing yes so there was like this yeah. black cloud That's where I was. was and I actually have a picture on my phone as you know I I take pictures of the sunrises as I as I run. So yeah, you haven't uh, shared. Brett has a habit of running early, and then he shares a photo with the office, and it's just a great way to start the day. So please share. I started that pandemic, right? Like oh, a good cool. morning because we weren't together anymore, and so I was doing it. So I just I have albums in my phone now for the last four year, 20, 21, 22, 23. I love it. Great morale enhancement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should introduce this voice, this mysterious voice that we're <laughs> hearing. Shall we? I think we shall. Okay. Our guest today is Richard Barbara. Richard is a Miami native and something of a legal legend here in the fields of real <laughs> estate and litigation. Yeah, too kind. He has a... Uh, oh, he's not done a, yet. Yeah, There's just, more. Hang on. <laughs> he has a storied legal career starting in a traditional law firm setting before he co-founded Alvarez and Barbara, where he was a partner and founder for 12 years, focusing on real estate, civil, and commercial litigation and corporate law. And then in 2017, he left the private practice to assume the role of general in-house counsel for the Barreto Group in Coral Gables, where he was offering legal advice to Rodney Barreto, another legend of Miami, but he's a longtime pillar of the Miami community. And Richard also at that time co-founded Coral Gables Title and Escrow, which is a real estate and escrow company. He's special counsel to Progressive Care, a healthcare, a health tech company and Nextplat Corp, an e-commerce and technology company. And he also serves on Progressive's advisory board. And he is an active participant in his community. He has chaired Florida Bar Grievance Committee. He contributes to the Baptist Health South Florida Giving Society. He serves on the Miami Cancer Institute Council. 
And he also serves as the vice chairman of the Florida Real Estate Commission, where he represents Florida citizens as a consumer member of that state board. So welcome, Rich. Is there anything you don't do? Well, I'm going to add to that before you pipe in and say he is a loving husband and a father yes, to a yeah. beautiful young yeah. woman. And he's also a handsome guy. And that's, he, well, that's my favorite gig is yeah. the, a, the father. That's yeah, right. Yeah. He's a handsome, a handsome <laughs> young man. <laughs> And how he gets all of that done, that's going to be, I now, think, a now portion we're of our into question. The, fiction, the, handsome, <laughs> the handsome young man. So, so let's start off. You grew up in South Florida, went born to law raised. school, born and raised. Did you always want to be a lawyer? Always. Didn't, really? Yeah. Why? Didn't, I'm not sure. Uh, any I, I in your imagine. family? Anybody in your family? That no, was no. In fact, I was the first member of my family to graduate from college. But um, I don't recall ever wanting to do anything else. And then when I was a Probably about 13 or 14, I saw A, a Few Good Men. Oh, great movie. <laughs> and man, I was, I was, yeah. I was certain after that. I you mean, I knew sold. it was something I wanted to do, but after that, I was like, I even wanted to go to the JAG Corps for a little while. And then I realized that, you know, you had to be a soldier probably <laughs> first. And so, although much to my father's chagrin. Boot camp you know, was not I, in, in Yeah, the car, I, right? I don't have work. the gumption. Those are, those are far better men than me. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. yeah. So you you started in terms of practice. You started kind of like Brett and I did with you know traditional law firm practice, and then yep. you ventured out to start your own firm, also like Brett and I did. But you, how long into the practice were you before you started your firm? So I think Not you long were, enough. You were early. That was a painful lesson. Yeah, I started my career at Cole Scott and Cassane, mm-hmm. which is a, to this day I love the firm. I love the the Richard Cole is. I mean, talk about a, a pillar. Mm. That guy's the man. And I worked directly for Gene Kassane. I probably wasn't deserving of the job. I got the job because I went to high school with a lady named Shannon McCoy, who's mm-hmm. the daughter of Jackson McCoy of uh, Waker Smith. And I called Mr. McCoy from law school. I said, you know, Mr. McCoy, I, I need a job. You know, are you hiring? He says, Richard, I'm not hiring, but my best friend's firm is always hiring. And he sent me over to, uh, to Cole Scott and Kassane. Mm-hmm. And somehow I tricked them into hiring me. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Modesty. And so, <laughs> modesty. And so uh, I was there for about a year, like a year and a month. And then uh, I left. To I left. start your own firm. Now, what is wrong with you? Now, what, what made you think, okay, I can start, I can do this myself? Complete ignorance <laughs> of, of the reality of life. Yeah. But, but confidence in yourself. Yeah, of course. I mean, we, my immediate supervisor, who ended up being my partner for, for 12 years, you know, we were defending tort claims, you know, and so we, we thought that we knew enough about how the carriers worked. The master plan was to get out and do plaintiff's work. And we just thought that we were going to open our doors and that catastrophically injured plaintiffs would fall out of the sky <laughs> and we would make millions of dollars. Obviously, it doesn't work that way. We were severely undercapitalized. We started with no money, no clients. You know, we each put in like 15 grand or something like that, which we immediately spent on computers and nonsense. And, you know, it was a struggle. And then we realized quickly that the the catastrophically injured plaintiffs would not just appear. So, you know, we became what they, you know, the what we call door lawyers, right? So you'd walk in and you'd be like, oh, I have a trademark case. And be like, oh, I'm an expert in this, <laughs> you know? And so that's why, you know, we call it, I guess, the practice of law, right? Uh-huh, that's right. So, you know, we started going, that was 2006. Mm-hmm. So it was still in the run-up. 
You know, so we realized pretty quickly that real estate transactions were a lucrative way of kind of, or an easier way to kind of keep the lights on. So we started doing some title work at the time. That was the the genesis of that side of the practice. And, you know, little by little, we would get good results and then we'd get some corporate clients. And that's kind of how I ended up more, you know, less torts. You know, my, my partner was always focused on the plaintiff's work and the first party insurance. And mm-hmm. I was more kind of like the business lawyer guy. And, you know, little by little, it kind of took off until, you know, coincidentally, I was adverse to Rodney in a case, you know, that, that came up in like Rodney Barreto. Yeah. Yeah. In 2012. Well, at first, the guy that hired me was his partner. They were aligned. And then a couple of years later, they had a, a falling apart of their partnership. You know, I was actually adverse to Rodney in their separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never forget the, the, the case ends. And two days later, he calls my office. You know, he was very well represented by a guy who's still a dear friend of mine to so this day. So he was the party, let's to be clear. He was yeah. the party on the other side, he not was. the lawyer on the other side. No, right? not, right, he's not, he's not right. a lawyer. He's not yeah. a lawyer. And you didn't right. know him before right. the case, right? I did met, you? No, it's funny. When I first got hired by his then former partner, business partner, it was these gas station litigation cases. Mm-hmm. You know, they for a while they would build gas stations. You know, Rodney was the capital. They'd acquire the land. His partner was a Valero jobber. You know, people don't know what jobber means. Like mm-hmm. they run the fuel from the port to the stations, but Valero centric. And he was also a gas station builder. And the guy would build the stations. And then in the run-up, they'd turn around and sell the stations, and they did that several times, and it was very successful. When the downturn hit, these stations were on the west coast of Florida, which was like ground zero, right, for the, at least in Florida, for the serious devaluation in property and all that. And so the stations were way overbuilt. You know, the the loans far exceeded the, the values. Mm-hmm. And so they became gas station kind of holders, if you will. And at that point, they'd do these like key fees, you know, and so these guys would come in, They'd pay, you know, 250 grand for the key. They'd be handed over a station with a a C-store that was completely built out. You know, it had a Dunkin' Donuts in it many times. It had (laughs) ATMs. It had, you know, filled, the shelves were filled. It had lotto machines. It had all these things. And so the operator would get to, you know, they made money on the C-store. And then you'd also have to buy the fuel from Rodney's partner. Mm -hmm. So it was like rack price plus a couple cents on on the gallon. And that was kind of the business. But things got very rough out there on the West Coast. And so these gas station operator guys started to file these lawsuits saying that they had been, you know, misled about how much volume the station would do, all of which was false, actually. So when I got hired to represent these gas station defendant entities, right, Rodney and this guy were still partners and everything was fine. I'll never forget the day I met the guy. He says, oh, you know, one day you'll meet my partner. His name's Rodney Barreto. Name meant nothing to me at the time. That was 2010. And then 4th of July, 2012, I'll never forget. I'm like knee deep in water in the Keys, you know? And this guy's blowing up my phone. And by then we'd kind of developed a friendship. It's two years of litigation. He called you after... Not Barreto, your no, client. Your no, then my client. then client right. at the time, which was then Rodney's oh, okay. partner. Come on. Yeah, sorry, my fault. We've taken, uh, you know... You've gone down a rabbit hole here now. That's all right. No, it's okay. Keep going. Um, So he calls me like six times. Finally, I pick up the phone and I'm like, Warren, 
you know, what is going on, buddy? It's the 4th of July. And he says, no, you know, I need you to look at something right now. It has to be today. This and I said, Warren, whoever's bothering you today, you tell them that I say it's un-American. <laughs> okay. It is un-American to harass people on the 4th of July. Oh, I need you to look at it. Finally, I look at it. It's this horrific separation agreement. There was no way I'd ever let him sign it. I picked up the phone. I called Rodney's lawyer at the time. I said, hey, man, you know, this is Rich Barbara. Yeah, I represent Warren. He says, oh, it's great, Warren. You know, it's long overdue that Warren produces counsel. I said, all right, well, listen, we're not going to deal with this today. That's number one. Number two, we're never going to sign it as is. Okay, so, you know, it's the 4th of July. When I get to the office tomorrow, I think it was a Saturday that year or something. Mm -hmm. like that. I'll call you. We'll go from there. And so it was months, months of negotiation when it was done and they were officially separated. I'll never forget. It was a couple of days later. And, you know, Rodney calls my office and the, my receptionist says it's Rodney Barreto. And I thought it was strange, you know, and I pick it up and I said, sir, how can I help you? And he says, Rich, it's Rodney Barreto. I said, okay, sir, does Tom know you're calling me? I was, that was his lawyer at the time. He says, I'm a big boy. You know, Tom doesn't have to know I'm calling you. I said, all right, well, what can I do for you? And he goes, well, I just want you to know I got screwed on this deal. His language is a little more colorful. <laughs> and I said, you, you did. This is an R-rated podcast, by the way. Okay, yeah, great. Can, feel yeah, free. Yeah, feel free. Okay, well, yeah. So, so I was nervous at that point because by then I knew who Rodney was. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I certainly don't want to be on the radar, you know? So I was like, you, you did? He says, yeah, I did, but it's never going to happen to me again. You want to know why? And I said, sure, why is that? And he says, because you're going to work for me now. And I kind of stumbled and I was like, I don't, I don't think I can do, I think I've read somewhere that I can't do that. <laughs> you know? and, <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 you can do that because Warren's going to sign whatever you need him to sign. And, you know, he hung up and two seconds later, Warren called me. He says, oh, I heard you have a new uncle. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. You guys are strange. And he goes, no, no, this is going to be good. You know, trust me because you know, he's never going to leave me alone. So I'll be happy that you're over there. But you so, are at this point have your own law still firm. Still had my own firm. Yeah, firm that was 2012. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So for the next five years, you know, we, I represented him and slowly the work got more. You started doing work for him. You Correct. Didn't, you didn't. Yeah. Okay. So yes. when he said, come work for me, he meant right. representing him. Yes, for a while. And it was first, it was just the gas station cases that remained Right. And then after that, it was kind of some transactions and then some other stuff. And then, you know, he knows I like golf. So in 2014, he, he calls me, he says, do you want to go to the Masters? And I replied, am I getting punked? <laughs> and uh, he's like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like never mind. You yes. know, are you serious? And he says, yeah. I go, how do we do that? He says, it's very simple. I'm going to pick you up. We're getting my plane. We're fly away. I said, okay, perfect. You know, so I called my wife and said, oh, Rodney's taking me to the Masters. And that was 2014, Bubba's first win. Maybe second win. Bubba Watson. Bubba for Watson, yeah, for non-golfers. Right. Myself included. Yeah, <laughs> and the minute we get on the airplane, he says, you know, why don't you come work with me full-time? You know, you can stop, you know, consolidate the number of asses you got to kiss, you know, and uh, <laughs> do better things. And, you know, your mouth, my money, you know, mm -hmm. we could do great things. I looked at him and I said, yeah, I really appreciate it, but you're crazy. Yeah, I know how you are. I'm going to come to your office, you know, twiddle my thumbs. You'd be like, what am I paying you for? You know, he says, no, no, I know it's going to take a while, but I have a plan and a vision. It's going to be great. And, and for three years, I said no, stupidly. You know, it's like, it was like not liking sushi. I feel bad for the old me, you know. <laughs> but um, finally in 2017, I, I relented, you know, and uh, it's been a great ride. It's been a great ride. What a story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so much in there, obviously a credit to you and the hard work and the good work you did for your client <laughs> yeah. in opposite, yeah. you know, Rodney Barreto and, and him realizing, Hey, 
I need that guy on my team. Right? Well, it was so nice. It was very flattering. That's a fantastic statement about you and who Thank you are you. and yeah, your work. It was, it was cool. To have that, right? To have sort of your opponent call you, if you will, and say, hey, I, now I'm hiring you. <laughs> so that's cool. And then what I see as well is like in your story there, Miami is, it was so much smaller. Oh, wow. Back in the day, right? Like, it really was. My friend's father's best friend, and that's how I got my first job. I mean, that's, yes. that, and that's literally how it was, yes. right? I mean, I mean, there's still some of that, but, but it's not quite as small as it used to be. It's not. I used to say it was the biggest little city in the world. Yeah. And now it's, it is. It's still small. Yeah, it I mean, it's still small it, relative it, to yeah, yeah. other major cities. For sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, like I said, it was, um, I used to have a friend that used to say in this, in this life, it, it's, you know, who you know and how you look. Yeah. Obviously I, I have no fortune on the how you look side, but on the who you know side, it was, I've done okay there, you know, so. Well, and if you are not somebody like who you are, which is really good at what you do, Thank confident, you. like all that, then you, who you know is only going to go so far. That's right. Right. I, right? Yeah. 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 You know, so you got to be good at what you do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you worked hard at it. And obviously Rodney saw something and was like, okay, now you're in. Yeah. But knowing somebody and same thing with Richard Cole back in the day, right? If you walked in the door and you weren't someone that Richard Cole thought, I'm going to take a chance on this guy, then he would have said, Hey, I don't have any, I, you know what? I don't have a spot. Yeah, but you if know, one opens up, that's you know. actually funny too. I would, that the heat was the last interview I had that day. And then a few other lawyers come into the office and he's like, did you bring a writing sample? And I said, yes, sir. And I take it out and I hand it to him. And he's like, what would you give this? You know, what, what grade would you give this? And I said, a C. And he's like, you brought me a C? And I'm like, oh, the C is the best I ever got in writing. I'm more of, a, I'm more of an advocate type guy. And I'm a he, talker. Yeah. Right. And uh, I'll never forget one of the other lawyers right. there was like, is this kid for real? <laughs> I'm tough on myself. I'm a hard grader. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. yeah. Right, so, right, right. yeah, it's, it's funny. That's really funny. And so I'm curious, was it? The transition to go working for Beretta, was that kind of the same as starting your own firm that you kind of didn't know what you didn't know or sounds, cause I don't think so. Cause you were, you no, know, you, you know, three, I, it was three years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. No. From the work that I had been doing for him to the work that we started doing after I got there, there was a lot of change because there were things that he wanted to do. Like we, he, he wanted to get out of the gas business. So that was my first you know, mission was to kind of unload these stations that were just a disaster in our lives. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, he wanted to get into better investment opportunities. And because of the real estate, I had, you know, considerable deal flow. So we started doing some, some hard money lending, all secured by real estate. And, you know, I brought the title business with me because he thought it was a good way to kind of, you know, keep sure. things going. And his son, who's a, a great kid, he's my partner in the, I say kid, but he's obviously a grown man, but he's younger than me. So I, you know, feel like a little brother, but um, he's my partner in the title business and the kid's a number, you know, whereas my other partner, neither one of us were very good at like keeping track of things. I mean, this guy knows where every penny goes. Mm -hmm. So that's great. So he works with us in the business and that was a way to, to, you know, give Brad a role in the company right away. So it was great. I mean, it was, it was great. And, and people would ask me all the time, they're like, why would you leave your own firm? You know, you had your name on the wall and you were the boss and you know, now you're not the boss. And I'm like, you know, it's like, if you like sports, most guys like sports and they tell you, you're a football fan. Yeah. And they call you and tell you, do you want to be the GM of an NFL team? 
And it's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like a dream job. Of course, you could go to like Cleveland or Detroit, which is not only is the place terrible, but the team has has historically not been so great. The opinions of the guests on this podcast don't necessarily (laughs) reflect the opinions of the show. Right. So we like Cleveland and Detroit. Anyway, I mean, I've never been to either. So, you know what? I probably shouldn't say that. But they have those franchises have had a difficulty, difficult run. Right. But this was like going to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, they win all the time kind of thing, you know? So it was. So you viewed it as a step up. 100%. And yes, your name wasn't on the door, but the opportunity. Right was there and you're like, no, nah, I can't. How can I, I I've said no enough. I got to, yeah, I got to. Didn't matter. It's like, I, I say that it's, um, what do you call the, the fish that's on the shark? The Ramoa? Remora. Or Remora. Yeah. Right. I yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to go be a Remora on yeah. the baddest shark in right. the ocean, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So yeah, no, it's, it was a no brainer. Yeah. You're so, you're a little bit more than a Remora. <laughs> <Rich>. <laughs> so, you know, a young lawyer that's listening to this, how do they position themselves for this kind of success? And I know yours is a unique situation, but I don't believe that your path is one that's just paved by luck. I think you paved that path and what, you found the way. Preparation yeah. and luck opportunity. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. So I think the first thing for young lawyers that I didn't do enough of early on is that you have to get out there. And what I mean by get out there is that you have to like find ways to get involved in things that, first of all, ideally things that you like, but things that are going to put you in front of the people that you want to be around. Mm -hmm. So, you know, early on, I did very little networking. In fact, I was against it, probably because my former partner was like very much like trying to push me to do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, it's like if your dad tells you to do something, it's like you do the opposite. So in fact, I tell my kids that. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's funny. I was thinking about you just this morning, Jeff, because I remember that when I joined BNI, before I joined BNI, I called you, and I said, Jeff, what do you think of BNI? And he, Jeff was like, Oh, it's okay. You know, I'm I'm in BNI, and I'm like, What do you think? You think I should join? You think it'll be good for me? And Jeff says, I think it'll be good for BNI, which I found to be a strange response. I'm like, Really? I thought, you know, but but, and that was one of the things that was very much a big influence. That was before I I went to work with Rodney. I was already representing him, but it teaches you, you know, like the discipline of doing something at the same time every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I think that young lawyers have to get out there. Mm-hmm. So you got to get involved and you got to try to develop relationships with the older lawyers you work with. I remember every time I had a case and the lawyer was always older, of course, I'd look them up. I'd try to learn something from them. And then when I'd go to their offices, I'd try to observe the things in their office so that I could see the things that they liked. So like Irving Gonzalez, God rest his soul, a guy was into marine things, like boat things. Like you go into his office and he had like portholes from the ships and nautical stuff. And so, you know, when you think of the guy and, you know, you get done with the file, you send him something like that, then the guy remembers you. And if you do the right things in the work you're Mm -hmm. doing, you know, like you you keep your word so that lawyers know, hey, if Rich tells me that he's going to file this or that he's not or he's going to wait— they can trust you, then that really kind of goes a long way. And so you got to get involved in the community. I like the politics and stuff. So I, I always try to get around politicians and get appointments to things. And there's so many different ways, right? Like you said, and I think that's a great point. First look for something you enjoy doing Mm -hmm. because then it's not really work, right? Like, you know, if you right. like the arts and you want to join some, you know, get on a board or get involved on a committee or something related to that, great. There's always going to be people that you're going to connect with. If you don't focus on, well, today I'm going to go to this meeting and I need to get a, a new client out of that meeting. 
that's not how it works. Absolutely not. Right? It's yeah. it's relationships. So talk about until you saw results. It took a while. Man, it felt like forever. I tell people all the time, the first 10 years in practice was hard. You know, a lot of the work I got after the downturn mm-hmm. was because my brother is a major developer in this town and he was wildly successful. And all of a sudden I saw his world like coming crashing down. Again, in law school, I didn't even take secured transactions. And all of a sudden I went from, I was going to be a tort lawyer. I, in my mind, I want to be a trial lawyer. I've never even tried a case as a result of all the transactions. Wow. Now I'm like, I try to avoid litigation. But I remember I would get these like forbearance agreements and I had never heard the word forbearance agreement, mm-hmm. you know, on these huge loans. <laughs> Fear was an incredible motivator. So, you know, I had to learn a lot kind of on the go. And so those first several years were hard because I didn't like the work because I didn't understand it primarily. Mm-hmm. You know, it was high stress. You know, it was largely family, had a lot of developer relatives that went through issues. Mm-hmm. They weren't very good at paying bills, <laughs> okay? But to this day, my brother kind of chides me about it. He goes, no, I should send you the bill because you learned everything you're, everything you're good at now. You learned practicing with my stuff, you know? <laughs> so, and that's only p- partially inaccurate, you know? So it took forever. It took what felt like forever. You know, yeah. we were always kind of burning the candle at both ends yeah. was the the feeling. And that was actually part of the reason that I ended up just jumping ship and, and going to Rodney because my daughter had just been born, you know, in 20, she was right. born in March so, of 16. Yeah. And I realized at ago. that point that it just wasn't so cool to be hanging by a thin thread all the time, you know? And so I needed a little bit more stability. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to see him and I said, are you serious about all this, me coming to work for you? And he says, yeah, you know, and so he, I, he's like, make me a proposal. And I went home, I talked to my wife and I wrote it up and I thought for sure, I'm like, if he agrees to this, I got to go. You know, and he, I'll never forget, he took one look at it. He said, oh, it's great. When can you start? And that's when I knew I kind of messed up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you should ask for more. I'm like, wait, I'm like, give, give it back. No, but it, it's been great. It's been great. And so, like I said, I, I started practicing in 2005. So that was 2017. So mm-hmm. 12 years. I mean, that's when I, when I say that's the real beginning of the results. Yeah. It's just been great since. Yeah. 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 You got, I think, you know, the, the lesson is, I mean, you've talked to, you both have said it, that loving the work or choosing things that you love to do. So if you don't love a particular aspect of the work, you work on something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting involved, and I know that that's such a vague, getting involved in the community is I such know. a vague, how to, you know, people are probably out there going, well, what does that what even does mean, that mean, get involved? It's, but I think it is, go volunteer somewhere, go get involved, you know, go to events, you know, meet people. When you do meet people in cases or in school or whatever, maintain a relationship with them. Talk to them beyond right. what your transaction is. What, what, and you it's know, shocking what how much opportunities out there if you look for it. So like yeah. some of the boards that I've been on, you know, like you can go online. Mm-hmm. You know, so in fact, we, you mentioned the real estate commission. That was great. That was a, a you know, gubernatorial appointment. Right. So that one was a little above my pay grade. It's just a function of the people I'm around. I'll never forget, I was at a meeting and with the person who kind of handles that portion of the governor's duties and says, you know, if you're interested in something, why don't you go online and see the available positions? And I'm like, I had no idea that was online. And yeah, you go to the state's website and there's a whole thing on all the boards and all the, all the vacancies. And then you could just apply, you know? And then of course, once you apply, it's, it helps to know someone, right. That can, that can kind of, you know, make the decision makers take note of your application. But this is true of 
cities and municipalities and the county as well. Right. So, you know, a buddy of mine won the, a seat on the Gable City Commission, a fraternity brother of mine, George Ford. He's not on the, he's not on the commission anymore. But I called him up and I said, can I have an appointment? And he was like, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. I just want to help. I want to be involved. And he's like, well, take a look, you know, and see what's, what's available. And so I was appointed to the Gables Property Advisory Board. And that was amazing. And then right. I met great people there. Right. You know, and those things led to other opportunities. And, right. you know, so you yeah, know, it's key, out there. If you look for it, it's but out but there. But the key is exactly, you just said it. You were looking for it. Yeah. And you took the step of asking. All you have to do, and that's, I think, where people hang, and so many, especially young people, hang up, is they're afraid to ask. People are afraid yeah. of the ask. Yeah. And if you're on the receiving end of the ask, you know, at the at the very least, you're flattered that somebody wants to help or is looking to you for guidance. Or, yeah, right. You know, people but, love to feel like they can yeah. help. I tell people that all the time. If you make people feel like they can help you, makes them feel good. Yes. They're more inclined to do it. Yeah. You know, there's so many cliches for that, right? You know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, or you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, whatever it is. It's like you know, you got the dog that trots about finds a bone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Cliche, like cliche, cliche time is over. Yeah. So, so what you mentioned in there though is also the relationships, right? So after so many years, right, you have friends now and probably really close friends that you started the relationship through work, whether it's yeah. through actual case or whether it's through sitting on a commission, you know, whatever it is or a board, whatever it is. So that's the hard lesson, I think, you know, to teach the young lawyers is it takes time. It does. And just don't go in with the idea like, who am I going to get work from in this room? Go in and think about where are the relationships, right? And generally speaking, people who think alike, who act alike, are going to gravitate to each other, mm -hmm. right? And so that's how you ultimately can build to me, you build your career, right, in a way, in your relationships is, and that's how you're going to, someone's going to call and say, oh, hey, Rich, I have this thing. Remember, we sat on this, this commission together, together on this yeah. board, and yeah. I know you're, you do this kind of work, and I know, I, I know you're really good, and, you know, and I like you, whatever, and so I'm, I'm calling you because I have this thing, yeah. or I know somebody that has this thing. So, it just takes time. It does. Like, listen, all, all you know, what this, everything in life is like that. Yeah, you know, it's like um, it's a marathon for young lawyers. It's very hard, I think, to inspire confidence, which is also yeah. you know, what the client is looking for. Sure. People have problems. You know, I tell people we're in the business of misery because we solve problems. Mm -hmm. Like very few people wake up hitting on all cylinders and think, let me call my lawyer. You're in front of one of them. You know? Know? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying no to <laughs> well, call you, a lawyer. Right, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, me too. Oh, not right. just you. Yeah. You're talking about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually if you're calling a lawyer, you either have a problem right. or want a problem. Right. You know, and so as a young lawyer, it's very difficult to inspire confidence. Well, it's our job, right, to take in the problems of others. Yep. And not really show any emotion. You know, they, they don't care about how what happened to you before that call or that meeting. At all. They don't care. Yeah. And nor should they, right? They hire you to handle it for them. Of course. You yeah. got to take it all on. And like you say, inspire confidence, but it's unemotional. You just can't. Well, without you know, allowing the emotion to cloud correct, your judgment. Correct. Because oftentimes, you know, they're, you know, they're so 
invested in the problem or right. so in, inside the problem that they can't see the path out. Yeah. And so that's our job is we're, you know, we're eyeballing. That's why they hire lawyers. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Take exactly the problems, right. take it off. Let me take it off your shoulder. <laughs> let me deal with it. Yeah. And I, I'm going to help you. I'm going to show you a path to a resolution. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's Beautiful. Right. That's it. That's it. Done. Such an easy gig. I have one more. Have, <laughs> it sounds I, easy, but it's. I have one more. The early bird gets the worm. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, All right. Does it though? This was, yeah, this was fun. <laughs> Rich, I'd like this to be part one of a multi-part series. Yeah, there's that, so much more to talk about bring with you Rich. Back? Uh, man, I would, it would be an honor. Yeah. I, I love it's this. hard to get Rich on the calendar. He's, he's sitting yeah. on so many commissions. I, no, man, boards absolutely not. No. I feel like we only just scratched the surface. Really Do you want to give a shout out to your little one? My daughter, Evie, the best. Yeah. Man, she runs me. She's, She's not going to listen and, to this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, He's yeah. going to play her this yeah, little part. Yeah, yeah, play her this little part. <laughs> okay, yeah. fair, and, fair. To, and to my wife, who I tell people I, I definitely married up. 19-year anniversary. Well, you're sitting in front Sunday. of two other guys that married yeah. way I, I tell people all the time, when, when my wife and I are out in public, mm-hmm. we're the couple about which people whisper, he must have money, <laughs> which which <laughs> which is completely inaccurate because I met her when she was seventeen. So you know, and I was I was a young man. So yeah, but no, it's great. And a shout out to you guys. Just want mm-hmm. if you're listening, these guys, Jeff and Brett, all BS aside, are among the finest lawyers in Miami, and even better humans. It's years now that we, I send them yeah. work. We work together. They're exceptional lawyers. In fact, we've even hired you guys. We had like that clawback yeah, case of yeah, a client. Yeah, yeah. It was my, of course, my former partner's client. Oh, yeah. God bless. You know, so, I mean, <laughs> these guys are lawyers, lawyers. So, yeah, and I really appreciate fun. you guys having, having me on. I'm, yeah, I'd be happy we, to come back anytime. We are grateful for your friendship and thank you for coming on this show. The feeling, pleasure, is, the feeling is mutual. If you Thanks. enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. And if you didn't enjoy this episode, then what is wrong with you? <laughs> really, come on. Subscribe, share the show. And we will see you next time. Thank you, Rich. Thank, Thank you, Rich. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Brett. No, Jeff. Thank you. It's my pleasure. For more information on this show and other resources, visit FastAmron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at FastAmron.com.